And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is another divisional breakdown here at the Trophy Kids podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nate. I have my co-host, Michael, on. How are you doing today? Good, sir. I am fantastic. How are you? Doing great. I am very excited for this divisional breakdown. There are obviously differences between the NFC and the AFC. We started in the AFC. We're going to wrap up the AFC, go through all the divisions. We started with arguably the worst, and now we are progressively getting better. And we are starting with a division that is going to get a lot of attention in the AFC East. They are got our team on hard knocks. They have a Bills team that is considered kind of the top tier teams in the NFL right now. That kind of middle jockeying position in this division will be very close, but I think it's only appropriate we start with the New York Giants, given the attention they are garnering. They are the Hard Knocks team, and for good reason, because they have brought on Aaron Rodgers, a guy who just recently won two back-to-back MVP titles in 2020 and 2021 to hopefully sure up the quarterback position and give this team some life on offense. They also bring in Nathaniel Hackett after his, I think it, just to put it politely, an absolute disaster of a coaching job up in Denver. But the man does have a history with Aaron Rodgers. He can be a solid offensive coordinator. With the addition of Rodgers and the way this Jets team is shaping up, what is kind of your first impressions? Is this team overhyped? Are they rightly hyped? Where are you kind of falling in line with the uh, 2023 New York Jets? Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a pretty good team. I mean, you just look at them last year, and they won some stinker games with just some terrible quarterback play. Um, I mean, just like awful. I mean, some games where Zach Wilson's throwing for like 110 yards, and they're, they're winning the game. And then, you know, they had that, that run towards the end where they – obviously lost like six or seven straight i want to say yep um, failed to score a touchdown in their final three games offensively <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's real poor but even some of those games they were still close games uh so yeah you have to love what this team's got going for it now the defense is stacked um they're nasty obviously you need to hope rogers is rogers from two years ago and not rogers from last year um I am a little bit concerned maybe about the depth at wide receiver. Um, Garrett Wilson is nasty. I think they maybe wish they had, you know, someone like Elijah Moore back, just someone young that can, you know, fly around out on the field a little bit. Brought over Alan Lazard, you know, just one of the usual suspects, Randall Cobb. So, yeah, Rogers <laughs> got his guy. I mean, Lazard looks the part, but he's just never has really been the guy. I mean, he looks like a monster out there just – just hasn't always come around for him yet. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. The wide receiver position is an interesting group because they obviously bring over Lazard. Then they bring over Aaron Rodgers' best friend in Real Cobb at this point because really the only reason Cobb's still employed in the NFL is because of his relationship with Rodgers. Youngest 32, I mean, oldest 32-year-old in the NFL, yeah. Randall Cobb. <laughs> would have never guessed like that. I would have been like, yeah, he's 40 like Aaron Rodgers. They've been in the league the exact same period of time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I think for me, those signings, I think, are more important for the development or continued development of Garrett Wilson because having those guys in the locker room to help Garrett Wilson transition to having Aaron Rodgers from Zach Wilson as his quarterback is going to be a big transition. I mean, quarterbacks have preferences, the way you run certain routes, how you break things off you know, timing. So like having those veteran guys who've been around Aaron Rodgers, I think is going to be key for that wide receiver position. My biggest concern is that offensive line because, oh boy, if they can't keep kind of the dogs at bay, 
because just in that first six weeks, you are going up against some tough teams. I mean, you got the Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles before an early week seven bye. It, it could get a little rough. Uh, if that offensive line can't gel. There's a lot of hot takes flying around with the first week of preseason going around. People like to overreact. I get it. You know, it's exciting. Football's back on television. But for me, week one is simply just setting a benchmark for us to see how certain position groups progress through the preseason. And I think this is the one that, like, if the Jets are going to actually have success this year, that group has to gel because that, to me, is like the glaring weak spot for this Jets team. Yep, and we, we've already seen, obviously, this happens with all old quarterbacks, but you start smacking Rodgers a lot, he kind of just, like, Rodgers very quickly, like, his body language looks like he's just like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. We're done. We're not winning today. Yeah. You can even see that a little bit in the Hall of Fame game where, like, the, the realization of, like, oh, we suck right now came into his yeah. mind and it immediately changed on the sidelines. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't always have the best body language. Yeah, the one thing I will also say, and this is something if you were a longtime listener or you listened last year, the one thing we constantly said last year was this Jets team really just was missing a quarterback. Zach Wilson was clearly not cutting it. With the adding of Rodgers, I do think this now puts them in a very competitive driver's seat to compete against the Bills in this division, to certainly jockey for that second-place spot and make a push for the playoffs. It's just going to be hard. I think from a betting standpoint, there's going to be... That first six weeks could be tough. After that week seven bye, I think they're going to be a team to really look from a betting perspective because there could be some solid value for them there. I will say the one thing that I do not like about this team and I think is just lazy analysis is that they're overrated and they're going to have an adjustment period similar to what happened with Tom Brady down in Tampa. And the reason I don't like that is because they are not, to my opinion, factor in the difference of Tom Brady when he went to Tampa was learning a completely new system. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is not learning a new system here. Nathaniel Hackett, he has history there. These things matter. It's going to be a relatively smooth transition, I think, offensively, um, as far as schemes go. So we'll see if they can keep him upright. That defense, though, the one question, I guess the one issue I have with them is there is not a ton of depth. Like, the starting group, holy hell, that's amazing. And Amos is not, they bring in Amos at safety to kind of shore up that secondary He's not the safety he used to be, but he's still a very valuable piece right there. Um, the wide receiver, or the cornerback department is very solid. And then Quentin Williams, as long as he doesn't get, you know, yeah. a little, I don't know the right way to put this, but doesn't let the money go to his head. The inside and the outsider, there's strong presence up front. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the best defense. Actually, yeah, it's the best defense Rodgers has ever had. He's just, the only problem is, well, he's he's 40 now, so we'll see. <laughs> yes, that we will. We mentioned them briefly there. I think it's time to move on to the prevailing favorites, the Bills. They are plus 120 to win this division. The over-under is 10.5. Last year, Ken Dorsey stepped up as OC. We had a lot of questions about what that transition would look like with Dable moving on to the Giants, whether or not he'd kind of be able to keep Sean McVay, or not Sean McVay, Sean McDermott at bay. Um, with, you know, McDermott's been pretty vocal about wanting to run the rock. Dorsey stayed very aggressive, ran the most aggressive offense from a passing standpoint in the first three quarters on early downs, um, which only helped the run game and helped the offense um, in converting third downs at the highest rate in the NFL. But things are a little different this year. Leslie Frazier is out as defensive coordinator. 
Sean is going to take over defensive play calling abilities as well as being the head coach. They upgrade the offense a little bit, but we did start to talk last year that the window may be closing for this Bills team. So with all the additions they've made, the continuity they have, Josh Allen finally getting a little healthy um, in the elbow department, his off-the-field issues should be rounding up, a.k.a. his apparent nasty split with girlfriend. Is the window closing for this Bills team, or should we treat them as one of the top three teams in the AFC again this year? Um, I mean, I think it's still closing like it was last year. I think they're kind of, to me, they're almost, they're pretty much the same team as last year. There's not a lot different going on in terms of like impact players. They're still missing like that second wide receiver that I want this team to have so badly. Um, Gabe Davis, he's fine, um, but he's more as a third, even a fourth wide receiver, you know, that you just have going, you know, running just go routes all game long. Um, so yeah, they're really missing that. We'll see how James Cook does. I do like him. I think he will get better um, at running back. And obviously, it all comes down to just Josh Allen. So he's top. You know, in my opinion, he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. You know, to me. Um, so yeah, they'll 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 be a top team as long as he's playing well. But I don't really just consider them like one of the you know the top of the top in the NFL anymore. I, I really don't. They're probably. They can still win this division, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're second or even third just because this this team has three just really – I mean, this division just has three solid teams that can all be first in my opinion. Yeah, I do not like betting. Unless there's some like big injury in the preseason and obviously the odds will change, I don't love betting the Bills to win this division for the exact reason you said. The two teams behind them jockeying for first are extremely competitive and can have some things break their way. Um how mad do you think Diggs is at this organization? The rumors are things have started to chill, but the man did take a pay cut in hopes or restructured his contract in hopes of signing Hopkins. They don't do that. They don't really get any additional offensive help with the exception of drafting Kincaid out of Utah to play tight end, which I actually love Kincaid. It was a deep tight end draft. I've watched an enormous amount of Utah football given I bet them to win the Pac-12 the last two years. Um, he's a stud, and to mix him with Knox is going to be great. Uh, but... I got to imagine Diggs is a little sour and things could go like things could turn quickly if this offense doesn't get going fast. I agree. I mean, Diggs was already, you know, pretty upset last year, it seemed like, and they didn't really give him a running mate. They didn't really give anyone, you know, you brought Kincaid and that, that is big, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, taking Diggs from getting double covered. I don't think that's happening. Um, he'll still face double covers all game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that could be an issue. And, you know, he, he gets upset if, you know, he doesn't get a lot of balls thrown his way. Um, and that, that, that obviously can call it, cause an issue, too. So, yeah, I would be a little concerned about that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a fair thing to be concerned about. I mentioned the Kincaid thing, too, as because Ken Dorsey, we saw him up the antage on uh, heavy personnel. We saw increases in 21 and 22 personnel groups last year. They ran the ninth heaviest passing offense from heavy personnel. Um, so adding Kincaid does help in that area. But I think there's a couple things to be concerned about. Offense, I think, will be fine because anytime you have Josh Allen, you're going to be all right. Like you said, he's your number two guy. I have him in my top three at the third best quarterback in the league. I think they're going to be all right. My concerns are coming on the defensive side of the ball because not only is this Bills team losing the advantage they tend to have late in the season, getting a lot of home games, 
four of their final six games are going to be played on the road. And after week 11, they have the projected hardest schedule. But this defense now has to go up the likes against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers twice, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua twice. Can this defense, with now Sean taking over the reins, White coming back from a, a pretty significant injury, losing Edwards at linebacker, can this Bills defense be enough to get them over the goal line? That's obviously a big concern. Uh, they're just kind of, they're kind of an aging defense. They got some they got some names that pop out of you, but a lot of them, like I said, they're aging. Von Miller's coming off an injury. Tre'Davious White's coming off an injury. I'm always worried about corners coming back from injuries, especially as soon as you're older than like 27. It just makes me worried. So I'm worried about that. Um, you know, Matt Milano's a beast. Um, but yep. yeah, I think that this is going to be an issue. They're going to see a lot of Bills games that, you know, that, you know, 42, 35. There's going to be some high scoring Bills games because I, I don't think the defense is going to be able to keep up uh, with a lot of these high flying AFC offenses. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, the other thing is I always get a little nervous anytime a head coach takes over a position group because to me that signals internal panic. I do think while the Bills have been one of the elite teams and it kind of sounds stupid to say, it is true. When expectations are high and you're not meeting them, coaches tend to get on the hot seat um, and their window, I think, is starting to close. But like, if things aren't going great on defense, does that tick up internal panic does that affect Ken Dorsey's aggressiveness from a play calling standpoint does McDermott try to get them to run the ball more offensively like to me it feels like there's a little internal panic within the Bills organization just by that move alone maybe it's dumb reading into it but that that's kind of my read on it I don't hate it they probably know the windows just starting to close yeah now the one thing I will give props to because I think this offensive line is going to take in a lot of people's previews and and kind of talking as their past blocking ability but their run blocking ability was a insane this stat that i saw for cook he averaged 4.4 yards before contact on first down attempts the average in the nfl was 1.4 yards he was getting almost three yards extra before first contract than the average running back in the nfl insane to me that is insane It's why they probably also helped convert on 55% of thirds downs, which was number one in the NFL. So I do have a lot of concerns about this Bills team. I do not think this is the year to bet them to division because you've got the Jets chomping at their heels and you've got the Miami Dolphins who are slated at plus 290 to win the division over under at nine and a half. And I think the Dolphins may have made the best coaching hire this season by going out and get Vic Vangio. He is in my opinion, at this point in time, probably the best defensive coordinator in the league. Right now, the schemes he comes up with, um, that defense is going to dramatically change. What do you make of this version of the Dolphins coming into this season, and can they compete at the top level in this division? I think they can. Um, Obviously, we all know what the the most important factor is to his health. Um, (laughs) But... You look at this team and you're like, this is a fun team. Like, this is a team that you want to watch on TV. Um, just, I personally think when it comes to just wide receiver duos, I mean, everyone can have their own opinion. I, I don't, I don't think anyone's better than Hill and Waddle. That's number one in terms of duos for me. Now, you want to go trios? I'll go to a different team, obviously. But Hill and Waddle, man, Waddle last year is the second wide receiver had over 1,300 yards. Are you? <laughs> 
I mean, it's absurd. I, I didn't even like, I didn't even believe that when I first saw it. I was like, oh my God, what a ridiculous season. Um, so yeah, just it's a fun team. Um, bringing in Fangio, like you said, that's going to be huge. Um, the guy just everywhere he goes, their defense, the defense is just always good everywhere. Um, so you, you got to love that. Losing Ramsey, that's big, but I, I don't think Ramsey is what he once was. The, the past really year and a half, he hasn't been the same Jalen Ramsey. So we'll see what happens. I mean, even bringing in depth like Eli Apple. I mean, I know everyone loves to join on Eli, likes to just join on him all the time, but he actually can play. So, I mean, bringing yep. that in, bringing him in is big time. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this team. The running backs, they're all going to get injured. Just they always <laughs> yep. Most are it's not going to last more than a game and a half. I hope he does because he's so electric, but he always gets hurt. So does Wilson. Um, so that that's going to be an issue. Just to put it in context, the difference that Hill made, and let's also say Hill and having Mike be your head coach and scheming up the way they did, Mike McDaniels, the uh, wide receiver position went from dead last in separation on average to 13th within a season. That's a pretty big jump in just one year. Um, we also saw Tua go from throwing number, having the highest rate of aggressive passes, meaning he's throwing into tight coverage, he went from number one in that category to 32. So the Mike McDaniels effect, as well as adding Hill and Waddle, getting great separation, better understanding of the offense, has definitely had an impact. Two, though, and this is cliche, because any team we talk about, if you lose your quarterback, is pretty much donezo, unless you're the 49ers. <laughs> um, but he does matter. They went through, like, the record is undoubtedly better with Tua. I think there's some optimism. He apparently bulked up this offseason. He also started taking jujitsu to like learn how to fall, which I thought was kind of interesting. Not a bad thing to think about doing. He, he might be a bad faller. Uh, RG3 was a terrible faller. He didn't know how to fall. And, he, I mean, that might, that might help. I mean, they brought in Taron Armstead. That'll obviously help. Definitely um, help. That's big time. But that that's the only thing. I know, obviously any team can lose a quarterback anytime. Like you said, anytime a quarterback goes down, the team is F. But with Tua, it's like, I mean, you have to imagine if he gets a concussion automatically, that's done for the year. Like, yeah, I would even be done I, for I mean, his I career. Know. I would just think, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, the rumor is kind of like if he gets another bad one, he's sort of done for his career, which right, it, it's getting scary for sure. But adding Armstrong, getting some healthy guys back on the offensive line will definitely help to add Jackson to the right side of the line. Um, you know what's a dumb thought I had? And you see all these videos of the extra padding during like practice and stuff. If it's that much safer, why aren't they wearing them during games? I, I've actually kind of thought about that too. But I also have read that it's like, it's been a while since I read it. It might only be like, what, like 19% safer? But I mean, it's better. Better, yeah. But it's like if you're but, if they have to wear them during practices and during the preseason. Make them more like stylish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't care. I would, I'd still watch football. I don't give, I don't yeah. give a shit. I, I don't care. I don't care either. I just find it funny that they're like, hey, you have to wear this during practice because it is safer. But when the game's going on and we're going 100% faster, take them off. <laughs> like what? Yeah. If they're that much safer, shouldn't we always kind of be wearing them, I guess? I mean, at least like. At least like the linemen, probably. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, the defense will be interesting. I found this stat, which I was just like, holy hell, that seems very impressive. Wilkins, on 
run attempts when he's in the game, he accounted for 22% of tackles. So when teams ran against the Dolphins, he was the tackler on 22% of run attempts. That actually is ridiculous. I would look at everyone else and be like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, that seems, ins- tackle that seems insane to me. He's almost a quarter of their tackles on run attempts. Yeah, that actually is. That is absurd. It's a monster <laughs> down there. Um, Vic Banjo should be great to see. I will be interested to see how this defense morphs because they're going to definitely be less blitz, aggr- blitz aggressive as they were in previous years, he disguised things better. Like that to me, the Vic Vangio thing just takes them up that level where now it starts to be that they're sitting at about nine and a half over under their schedule is a tough one, but man, it's, they got nine wins last year and that was with Tua getting banged up. So like if they can keep him healthy, that nine and a half win over, it's looking mighty attractive right now. Yeah, if he's healthy, I like it a lot. And I, I think we should also preface a lot of our bets are pending. Um, I think we'll do the same thing we did last year. Last breakdown episode will come right before the regular season. We'll give out some like big, maybe future bets. Um, but it's just too early in preseason to be betting futures, yeah. in my opinion. Guys can go down in a minute uh, and change the entire course. They also bring uh, Braxton Barrios, who's been having a hell of the offseason off the field in the women's department, but uh, we'll see his adage. He's a decent slot wide receiver. Another guy to add to this uh, roster and weaponry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, they're pretty pretty stacked in terms of playmakers and speed. I would agree. Fast, fast team. Um, yeah. All right. If Vic is the best coordinating hire i think this next team made the biggest adjustment from previous coordinators i don't know if there is a bigger jump the pats are bringing in bill o'brien to run the offense after what i still don't fully understand as the matt patricia hire um i don't think anybody will fully ever understand that hire Uh, (laughs) the patriots are sitting at plus 800 over under seven and a half it still baffles me to this day that bill belichick pulled the trigger on that the Patriots are in a bit of a an interesting spot. Um, Bill Belichick also decided uh, two years ago to reset the tight end market with the money he spent on tight ends. They were the number one spending team two years ago in free agency. That obviously dialed back last year. This year they go out and they spend a little money. Nothing crazy. This is a team that I think expectations should maybe just be average. Like if they're just an average team, that's kind of good. Yeah. This team is so boring. <laughs> it's so boring. And honestly, if you really think about it, like they were probably boring those all those years they were good. It's just they had Tom. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, they when they had Randy and Welker, that was fun. But like they were always kind of boring. Like it's, it's just no one jumps out at you. Like Juju, boring. Devontae Parker. I, he he's good been, ever. He's always had talent, but he's been in the league forever. Um, it, at least it, it it feels like he has, but they're just they're just a really boring team. Um, I like the Christian Gonzalez pick. I think he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but looking at this schedule here, they're probably starting season zero and four. I, <laughs> it's it's tough to say because anything happens really in September in the NFL. But this looks like an zero and four start to this team, and it, it's. It's nice of Bill to make like a to bring in an offensive coach to coach the offense. Of course, it's one of his guys. It always is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do like Bill O'Brien. I think he's a good offensive coach. But of course, it's just so typical of Belichick to do that. But I, I think this team is going to struggle. I think they're going to just be 
they'll get wins because they're the Patriots. They're well coached. It's not a terrible roster. It's just to me, it's a boring roster. I don't disagree. I am glad you did give Bill O'Brien. He's a good coach because I think people get lost because of how terribly the end of that Houston run was. But it only really started to go downhill when he was then in, placed in charge of making player personnel. Yeah, he he's is not a, not a GM. When he's just focused on coaching, he's a good coach. And that has been demonstrated at Penn State. It was demonstrated when he was the offensive coordinator of the Patriots back in the day. It was even demonstrated in Houston until he had to be GM as well. <laughs> he was bringing the Texans to the playoffs all the time. Yes. Like, this guy knows how to coach ball and knows how to coach offenses, which then makes this team very hard for me to gauge because they did end up winning eight games last year. They're over-under setting at seven and a half. The ro- the the schedule is a little tougher, in my opinion, though. Um, but it's like, if you can win eight games with Matt Patricia's your OC, could they get eight games here again? I don't think so, but I think the bar is very much set at, are you an average team maybe sitting... Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know what to do with that number. I, I still haven't it's fully gauged it. That's been said so far. With Matt Patricia as your OC, <laughs> still baffles the brain. Um, I will say, you know, they get Mike Kosicki out of Miami. They pair him with Henry. When Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator, he had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. Now, clearly, that is not this duo. But I do think you can expect some heavier two tight end sets, a little bit more play action, schemes that are a little bit more friendly to Mac Jones, who is a guy that, let's be honest, he needs to win at the line of scrimmage before the ball's even snapped and getting good schemes because he does not have absorbent talent like some of these other guys do. He's got to beat you with his brain um, and getting good matchups, which hopefully Bill O'Brien could try to scheme, but it's the cupboard's bare. And then you flip the side to the defense. Nobody like Judon's or not, yeah, Judon's good, but like nobody's like super jump off the page. That is the Bill Belichick way. He's all about schemes and you know, kind of this like free flowing defense, which is kind of like positionalist. But like, there's nobody on that defense that jumps off the page, and they're going up against harder offenses this season. We saw last year they beat up on bad offenses, but then they kind of got beat up against good offenses. How do you project this defense to hold against some? I mean, they've got a ton of solid offenses they got to go against, especially in the back end of that season. I mean, they've got Chargers, Steelers won't be great, but Chiefs, we'll see what the Broncos look like with Sean Payton, Bills, and Jets to round out the season. And you got a couple at the beginning part with Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys, Saints. Like, can this defense keep them in games? <laughs> it's not fair to them. I think they're good enough to keep, you know, teams with good offenses in games but this team just they don't have it and based on what we saw honestly now nah, you can't take anything you see in the preseason but i would not be shocked if in week 18 we see just for the hell of it malik cunningham playing quarterback <laughs> I just, I, like just throw him out there i mean yeah i, just, I don't think this team's going to be competing for a playoff spot especially in the afc just no chance nope this is the year that a decision has to be made on what you're doing with mac jones and if things aren't going well i also don't see why not just giving cunningham a shot and see what he can do if things don't go well because unfortunately mac jones got the short end of the stick with having matt patricia be his offensive coordinator in year two of his development but it is what it is and this is the make or break year so could new, could new england ever like approach bill and you know maybe try to nudge him into retirement just a nudge now bill i don't think would fucking let that fly any any day of the week but 
makes me wonder. It's a good question. This is your 24, right? Or 23? One of the two. Yeah. Like, without Tom Brady, it's been pretty clear that the game has maybe not passed him by defensively, but definitely from a head coaching standpoint, it's sort of, it's passed him by. He's lost his fastball uh, as far as coaching goes. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> so, all right, that wraps that up. Do we have a, a pending winner or bet or fantasy advice or anything we want to give the people as we uh, wrap this up? I, it, it sounds crazy, but I, I think I'm leaning towards JETS winning the division. I do too. I mean, and it's <laughs> it makes me nervous because this is like <laughs> it's a stereotypical stereotypical thing for like the hard knocks team to get like all the hype, but this feels right this year. Like it feels like the hype is right. Cause last year, all we could talk about was, man, if this team just had a quarterback, well, now they got one. Even if he is in the back nine of his career, even if he's the eighth best quarterback in the league, that is such a giant lift over what they had last year. So much better. I mean, this, this is a team that halfway through October last year, we thought they were going to the playoffs. Yep. Absolutely. If that offense doesn't absolutely just suck it up at the end of there, they they might they might have made it. I mean, you can't go. I mean, losing losing Brees Hall was massive, massive because he's he's a beast. Um, so yeah, I just I think crazy it sounds. I think the Jets are probably the winners. Yeah, I don't disagree. Pending, we'll you know we're gonna wait to see and make sure there's no injuries in the preseason that are major affecting here. You get Hall back, maybe you sign Cook. I know you know coaching came out and said we're not looking to build like a superstar team it's more about making sure the pieces fit but cook's still out there i forgot to mention with the pats zeke maybe headed to the pats that would be hilarious that would just be so just yeah makes sense of course (laughs) be the most perfect signing ever like yep aging ball player let's pay him a, a good portion of money to be on our slow terrible offense yep this works We'll give him the ball for two and a half yards of carry. <laughs> but Cook Hall would be a, that'd be an interesting one-two punch. Whew. And it probably helped given Hall is coming back from a pretty significant injury to just let him kind yes. of ease into it. Yeah, I do. The only thing that scares me about the Jets, and we'll watch week to week, offensive line in depth defensively. But as long as they can get through the preseason healthy and the offensive line looks to get better week to week, I think that'll probably be our uh, AFC's pick. I would agree. I don't hate it. Alrighty, that'll do it for us today, folks. And as always, peace.